What's up, guys? Welcome to the Empower You Financial Podcast. I am your host, CEO and founder, Eva Palacios, where we teach you how to live life on your own terms through financial literacy and credit education. And we are bringing it back for round two, back to school series. But this time, guys, we're going to be talking about how to properly prepare for your child, no longer child, your adult child through college. I've gotten so many requests. Eva, can you talk about how I can make sure my grown, soon-to-be adult, if not already an adult, how I can help them just get into the world and make sure that financially they're okay? So let's go ahead and talk about it. First and foremost, I will always encourage you to not be afraid to talk to your kids about money. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, my parents didn't talk to me about money. I observed certain things that led me to believe we lived a certain way. And that certain way was, let's be real, low-income type household. And that's not throwing any shade. This is strictly talking about reality, guys. And this is why I'm so passionate Whenever I coach my mentees, I'm extra, extra, even more passionate talking to my parents and helping them pour into their children so that we can start breaking these generational curses. We can start changing the financial traumas in our household. What do I mean by that? I don't know. Did your grandparents teach your parents and in turn teach you how to manage money? how to budget, how to save, how to build credit, how to invest for the future. A lot of the times we are not in these types of households. So now it's up to us to be able to learn this information and now teach it to our children and not be afraid to have these types of conversations at the dinner table. And guys, this is exactly Another reason why I'm so passionate about what I do is I want money to be talked at the dinner table. When I was raised, it was frowned upon. We didn't talk about income levels. We definitely didn't talk about credit. We didn't talk about savings. But here's my observation. I observed my dad be the saver. And I observed (laughs) my mom being the spender. And what were my observations? Uh, my dad worked for Bank of America for over 35 plus years and his environment was surrounded amongst financial literacy, financial information. He worked at a bank, guys, which because of your information, I could only assume is why he was so good about saving money and being strategic with planning for his future. Where on the other hand, my mom, I could only assume, you know, when, when my grandparents had passed away when I was 10. So like, I, I was young. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have conversations, grown conversations with my grandparents. And let's be real. I didn't have grown conversations with my mom either. But what I did observe was a lot of credit card bills coming through the mail. Um, a lot of past due notices coming in the mail. I witnessed multiple vehicles being driven because the other vehicle would break down. And, and hey, I'm young. I don't know any better. All I know is lights are on, food on the table, and I'm being able to get driven to school. But as I grew up, 
And thank goodness at 17, I landed the job at the credit counseling company to where now my environment on purpose was nothing more, like it was nothing but financial literacy. So I will always thank God for the journey. But if I were to do it again, I would definitely not even do it again. Guys, we just need to talk to our kids about money, credit, and finances, and that's it. Let's start changing the generation. So let's get to it. First and foremost, if you guys have been following me on social media, maybe you're new to this channel. You guys will always see me talking to my kids and and really just um, giving them the tools that they need. So when it comes time for them to turn adults, turn 18, I know have given them the right information so that they can be able to fly on their own. So let me kind of backtrack. Tip number one. Tip number one, add your child on as an authorized user to one of your credit cards. The maximum is two credit cards. I'll tell you why in just a minute. But you want to add them on as an authorized user on at least two of your credit cards so that you can start helping them build credit. You can ask my kids. I tell them all the time, look, I'm not going to give you no money, but on your 18th birthday, guess what? I will gift you a 750 plus credit score. And if you go through my social media, you will see where literally on their 18th birthday, we are logging into Experian.com and we are pulling their credit and we're looking to see what their credit scores are. So let me tell you exactly how I did this. You need to know firsthand that when you add your child on as an authorized user, all this means is that account will pop up on your credit report depending on who the bank is. Guys, not all banks report to credit bureaus. Heck, not all banks report to all three credit bureaus. So you want to know specifically which ones to go after to make sure that your child is actually building credit. So what I did was I added all three of my sons on to one of my American Express credit cards. In this case, it was my American Express blue credit card. One thing to know about American Express is the child has to be at least 13 years old in order to add them on as an authorized user. When you add them on as an authorized user, the the company, American Express, will send you a credit card with their name on it. You do not have to give them the credit card. As a matter of fact, I didn't give my kids credit cards for years. Now they're older, so I have, and I've taught them how to use it wisely and the importance behind building credit strategically and getting into the whole rewards thing. That's a whole nother podcast episode later. But the reason you want to add them on to an American Express is because American Express in the financial world, they're king. I tell people this all the time. You go to school, you get good grades or not. But in this case, you get good grades. Those grades turn into transcripts, tells the colleges what your GPA is. However, now you can be a straight A student. However, depending upon the types of classes you have on those transcripts, that'll determine Will you be able to get into community colleges or would you be able to get into universities? 
See, your basic level education is good enough for the community colleges. But if you want to get into the universities, we're talking the 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 bigger, better type classes, the trigonometries, the, the physiologies, the, the AP classes, the honors classes, right? The classes that in essence, it takes more brain power. Same with your credit report. This is one of the things I specialize in is strategically building your credit portfolio. Yes, guys, this is a thing. While you can have a good looking credit score, 680, 700, you can do that by just getting the basic banks. But on purpose, I teach people what banks to get so that when you want to go and do the bigger and better things, buy the real estate, invest in real estate and buy multiple properties, get the large limits, the high lending opportunities, then you need to be very strategic when it comes to building your credit report. So tip number one, we're going to add our children on as an authorized user to one of our American Express accounts. They have to be at least a minimum age of 13. And why American Express? Because American Express is the king in the financial world. When American Express pops up on your credit report and it comes time for them to open up credit in their name and that lender pulls their credit report and they see American Express on there, the posture is different. They look at that credit report and they're like, oh, American Express approves this individual. We're going to go ahead and approve them as well. Now, the other reason why we go with American Express is because American Express does not backdate. What does this mean? This means if you've had American Express for 10, 20, 30 years, they don't care. If you add your child on as at the age of 13, from that day forward is when the history begins. In other words, they do not backdate and give your whole 10, 20, 30 years of excellent credit. They don't give that history to the authorized user. Hence, why we put them on at 13, because by the time they turn 18, they would have five years of history with American Express. Guys, if you personally don't have an American Express, because maybe your credit just isn't there, or maybe you don't know that there is a system in order to have an American Express card when it comes time to how your credit looks, then you definitely need to call me and we need to schedule a consultation. So you've add your child on as young as 13, fast forward time. By the time they're 18, they have five years worth of American Express. And the key factor here, guys, make sure that American Express is still being managed well. Make sure your payments are still looking amazing. Make sure you carry a zero balance because that is what's going to populate that 700 plus score. Yes, guys. When Desmond turned 18, 700 plus score. William just turned 18, 750, I think. Mateo, he's 14. Guess what? When he turns 18, he's going to have the same score because I have been able to provide them with the tools that they need. So when they want to go out and fly outside of the nest, they are equipped. Now, the other reason I encourage you helping your child build credit is because when they want to go out there in the real world, 
mom, dad, we are not trying to co-sign for them. We shouldn't have to co-sign for them if we are giving them the financial information they need to where they can fly on their own. And that's huge. That is so huge. Why? You go obviously co-sign for your child. And if they're not equipped with the right information, statistics, they could fall behind. And because you've co-signed, now that late payment Now, those high credit card balances are on your credit report impacting your score. So instead of doing the work for them, being a co-signer, let's give them the tools and the resources they need so they can be independent and do things on their own. So yes, when it comes time to go into college and they need to rent an apartment, They don't have a good looking credit score. They don't have a credit score populated. Guess what? That also means they're going to have to put in a higher security deposit when it comes time to renting that home or apartment. You give them the gift of a high credit score, you're saving money. They're saving money. So that's tip number two, guys. We add them on as an authorized user so that we don't have to co-sign for things and potentially have that impact our credit score, but most importantly, help them save money. If they have a credit score established, by the time it comes time to rent that apartment or rent the house, they don't have to worry about a security deposit. When it comes time to buying the car, you don't need a co-signer. I don't know what kind of car your child may want to have, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. I don't need that debt on my credit report because I've co-signed. Give them the tools and the resources so that they can truly be independent and not only know how to operate in confidence in this world. So yes, save yourself (laughs) that signature and empower them to build their credit report. So we're helping them build their credit score. That's great. That's going to teach them a lot. And most importantly, Continue to have those conversations with them so that they can be able to manage credit wisely and do the things they need to do so that they can continue to build a financial future independent from you. Tip number two, let's talk to our kids about saving and budgeting. We're in a world, social media, they're on devices, they're learning, they're seeing You know, they're seeing all these influencers just go out there and living it up. Let's really talk to our kids about what it costs to survive in the real world. Okay, son, you want to go rent that apartment? How much is rent? Do you have to pay for the light bill, the water bill, the garbage bill, the internet? What other landscaping? Like what are some other expenses that they don't think exist because they've been living in your own home, not realizing what it costs to live in a house or in an apartment. Let's really help them understand how much money it takes to live out into the real world. So you got your housing expenses. Now they got a car payment about car insurance, gas, I don't know. They want to modify the car. Now they're spending money to tint the windows and throw rims and do all kinds of cool stuff. What does that look like? Not to mention 
They're on their own. Are we teaching them to cook? Or are we teaching them to go out and eat fast food every single day? And if they are eating out, how are they doing it? Are they actually going and buying the food? Or are they giving these companies like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, are they giving them more money because of convenience to have the food delivered? Let's break down what that $10 meal from McDonald's is really costing people, right? Because if you open up those apps and you see what those delivery fees are, those add up. But see, we're in a world to where everything is easily accessible on our device. We can Apple pay everything. We can just go online and buy, 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 not realizing can I buy this someplace else cheaper? Can I do something differently to save money? Can I learn more about money, credit, and finances so that I am not just working to give my money away to all these people and companies that are out there? So I encourage you, let's sit down and let's talk about money with our children. Heck, Let's be real. These are the hours I work. This is how much money I make. These are all the bills I got to cover for us as a family. This is how much groceries is. This is how much holiday spending occurred. Like, let's really be open and transparent with our kids and have these conversations. Because if you don't have them with your kids, who will? Who is going to, who's going to teach them? Yes, and definitely bring me all your kids because I will definitely teach them. But most importantly, you know, they're consuming the craziness of the internet. We don't want them learning all the bad stuff. We don't want them learning from people that have been making mistakes, mistakes after mistakes, looking for shortcuts, looking for the easy way out. Let's definitely give them the information they need. So that we, as parents, can be able to live life without worry that our child is out there in the world struggling. Guys, I encourage you. I encourage you. Okay, so recap. Number one, we're going to add them on as authorized users, help them build their credit strategically. So when it comes time for them to leave the nest, they are equipped. Number two. We're talking to them about budgeting and money management, being aware of what money they're making and where it goes every single month. Number three, let's definitely encourage and talk to our children about saving, investing, building a legacy for the future. And you're probably thinking, my kid is just too young, like they got time. They have time to learn all of that. First of all, time waits for no one, guys. We do not know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what next week's going to bring. We don't know what next year's going to bring. I encourage you to start talking to them about these very things. I wish when I started my job at the credit counseling company at 17, I wish one of the coworkers or the peers or the training programs really focused on long-term planning 
setting up those, those financial goals. Where do we want to be in three months, 12 months, three years, five years, 10 years, 30 years from now, right? Because everybody is only looking at where am I going to, where am I at right now? And how am I going to get to my next paycheck? A week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, depending upon how you get paid. Guys, we need to start looking into the future and best prepare. Heck, even if it's just putting the money into a basic savings to where it's very liquid. So if they need to access it, great. But let's definitely do some research and let's look for high yield savings accounts. Savings accounts that'll pay you more, a higher interest rate while it sits. And then have X amount of money into the checkings so that you can easily transfer money from that to pay your credit cards. I told my kids, "Uh uh-uh, we don't, we do not use our debit card. Don't use a debit card with all of the, 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 machines that have been tampered with where they're skimming your credit card, your, your debit card number. Every time you swipe your debit card, your number could be compromised. And now that's your hard earned working money that you got to fight back for to get if something ever happens. Nope. Let's make sure they are using a credit card to minimize that impact. Should it happen? But let's go back. Savings. Investing especially if your child is now at a job. Talk to them. Does their employer offer a retirement savings plan? And not only do they offer a retirement savings plan, do they offer to match contributions, meaning whatever you put in, the company matches up to a certain percentage, and that is free money. I wish somebody at my job taught me the importance behind that. I started there at 17 and not until I was 21. And only because at 21 is when I had Desmond is when, I don't know what happened, but light bulb went on. Okay. Not only do we have to like take care of ourselves, we got to take care of our firstborn son, but what are some other future financial goals we need to think about? Retirement. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I spent four years at that job not realizing that they matched up to 6% contribution. I spent four years wasting time not knowing I could have earned free money from the company. Talk to your kids about whatever employer programs they can take advantage of. And let's encourage them to start saving for that. Heck, who doesn't want free money? But let's just say they don't have those types of options because maybe they're part-time and the employer only offers it to full-time. Or maybe whoever they're working with just doesn't offer it anything at all. Then we want to look at other types of investment vehicles, whether it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, heck, couple episodes, we talked about life insurance, being your own bank, having certain policies, having certain vehicles that you put the money in with the intention of saving it for later, but you can have access to it if an emergency or a sickness or an illness or an accident happens. This is how we prepare 
our young adults to get into that world because once they leave the house and they're off to college and they're in the dorms or they're in the apartments, guess what? They're not coming back to mom and dad unless they need us financially for something, but they're going to be surrounded amongst their peers. We can only hope and pray that their peers know about money, credit, and finances. Chances are they don't. They don't. So let's not rely on the outside world to teach our children the things that they need to know in order to not only survive, but how to thrive in this world. So guys, I hope I've added value to you. If you love what you heard, do me a favor, like, subscribe, and share this with your friends and family. And let's help your children with the tools and the financial education so they don't need to rely on us for those things. I look forward to helping you live life on your own terms. Thanks, guys. Take a look at what you see, what I become. It ain't hard to tell. Young legend, I'm an icon.